brother. My name is Albert. Every year, I want my birthday comes. The past five years, I go downtown down there on this and sit at the show down there. You know, since I'm an old man, I don't ever get to go to the show, buddy. And that's all I wanted to do today. If I can, just go to the show and see me moving and have something to eat. That's all. That's all I've been doing. Thank well, God. Yes, sir, brother. All right, I don't know how to have Thank you, you know. And I do. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you. Thank you, man. Tell me God ain't good. I'm 66 and that proved it right there. Okay. Thanks, man. God bless you guys. Happy birthday, brother. Alright now. I knew God was gonna send me somebody. I knew it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. You got a new bag and everything. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Alright. Taught and showed how to serve by being around people who serve. They have people who have a heart to be a servant. I, I would love to name drop this morning, but I, I know I'll leave somebody out because there's so many great servants at Caney Creek Cowboy Church. There's so many great servants at Parkview Baptist Church back home where I come from. And But I, I was really truly honored and blessed a, a few weeks ago and we got out of here late one night. We had been doing something. I can't remember if it was a bull riding or a rope in it. And Dalton felt compelled to stop at the store. He had saw a homeless couple there at the 45 and, and uh, 50, uh, I mean 59 in, in New Caney, right there at that new convenience store they built right in front of that Chase Bank. And there was a couple there, and Dalton drove by them, and, and he saw them, and the Lord said, give them a Bible. Well, the only Bible that he had to give was his brother's Bible because he was driving his brother's truck. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so, so he's like, uh, well, I don't have a Bible, Lord. And the Lord said, give him your brother's Bible, I guess. And, and uh, so uh, he said, okay, Lord. And, and so he went and he stopped and he got out of his truck and he's only 18 years old. And, and uh, I, I, I watched, and well, I didn't get to watch, I just got to hear about it, but I, he, he walked up to him and he said, guys, I don't know what's going on in your life, but God wanted me to give you this Bible. And here's $20 too. He took $20 of his own money. He makes $110 a week working at the auction. He took $20 of his $110 and he gave it to somebody that was in need. 
Now, the first thing we think is when we help somebody that automatically they're going to take our money and they're going to go do drugs. Because we get all cynical in our mind like we're some salvational great. But we're really not a salvational great. We're just a sinner saved by a great salvation through Jesus Christ. But we start forming these opinions of ourselves that we're better than the homeless man, that we're better than the next guy, that, that we're better than this person. Here you have my son, and he says, here, guys, God wants me to give you $20 too. You know, we sat down, and he began to tell us what he did, and, and the lady wanted to give him a hug. I know I shared this with some of you, but the lady wanted to give him a hug, and she was just covered with bumps all over her skin. Just she had been broken out with some kind of rash. And Dalton got to the restaurant. He's like, Daddy, this is what I did. I gave her $20. He wasn't bragging. He was doing what God told him to do. See, when you're serving, you don't have to brag, but you can share that with others. Get that tonight, this morning. You can share that with us. So he was sharing. He said, but I got a problem, Daddy. She was broke out with all these bumps, and she wanted to hug me. And I was going to do one of them church hugs you was talking about, but she got all up on me. And I gave her a hug, and he said, Daddy, you think I got something? <laughs> and I said, no, baby, if God laid that on your heart to do that, God will protect you. If God laid it on your heart to take care of that, then God will protect you. He said, I'll be right back. And I know he went in that bathroom because he got a little bit of his daddy in him. He scrubbed all up. We got home. He couldn't get out of those clothes fast enough and took a shower. Come back in there and said, Daddy, you sure I ain't going to get nothing? I said, baby, I'm sure that you're not going to get enough. But I guarantee you that you're going to be given something, a reward for your service. See, when we get in the mindset of serving, we get in the attitude and the spirit of God help me and I can help someone else. Then we begin to realize our purpose while we're here. We begin to understand what we're doing while we're here. Why do I go to this school? Why do I work at this job? Why do I go to this church? Why am I part of this ministry? What makes my heart beat? Why am I here? Well, it's simple, guys. You're here to be a servant. You're here to be a servant. And it's a great honor to be a servant. Would you all agree to that today? It's a great honor to be a servant. A servant of the Lord. And as I begin to study this and begin to think about this today, open your Bibles to Matthew 20, 25. I, I, I believe that this is why we're here. Because we serve God by serving others. Now this video probably touched all your hearts this morning. And probably, I'm just going to say this, probably some of you are going to look for somebody to bless today. Probably some of you this week, you're going to look for a homeless person, someone in need to bless this week. Because your heart was tugged on. Right? If your heart wasn't tugged on this morning, something's wrong with you and you need to be at this altar. That's a fact, Jack. Can I say that? That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> Do preachers say that? I don't know. You probably got your heart tugged on. You probably got your, 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 you probably felt compassion. Even Ryan said, am I here so you can make me cry, preacher? I said, baby, I didn't say nothing. I, I knew that it would tug on her heart. It tugged on my heart when I watched it. And probably some of you are going to leave out of here today, this week, and you're going to look for an opportunity to serve. You're going to look for an opportunity to help. And that's what those videos are intended for, Jenna. That's what those videos are intended for, to touch our hearts, to pull on our strings. But... It's more than that, Carl. It's a lifestyle. Get that, Mark Hilton. It's a lifestyle. 
Listen, listen, get this. This is six things. Listen, we were created to serve. Who would believe that today? We were created to serve. Brother Vic's house flooded this week. Him and Connie, they serve in their 39th year anniversary today. Give them a round of applause, amen, or yesterday. 39 years. Their house flooded this week, we, and, and we wanted to go over there and help. And, and, and it's, it's Connie and Vic are used to being the servants, not being served. But I wanted to serve because they are such good servants. You see, it becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a want to. It becomes a, hey, you know what? I got a big house. I can open it up to somebody in need. I got an extra room. I got an extra car. I got an extra 20 bucks. Let me just do that for you. Not because I want the whole church to know that I did that. But because this, number one, I was created to serve. Fred, I was created to serve. Something pulls on my heart. It always has. Even when I wasn't living right. Even when I was in the world. Even when before something, you ask my wife. I always stop on the side of the road if somebody's cows are out. I don't go knock on doors and see who they are. I find the closest fence, figure they're theirs, open it up and push them in. One way or another, I'm rewarding somebody. (laughs) I told Mary, if I die, all I want on my headstone was he put people's cows in. And, you know, I get great joy in not knocking on the door, but just putting it up. You see, we were created to serve. Can I say this to you? After I got saved, I realized I was saved to serve. I was saved to serve. I was called by God. See, I'm not saving nobody in this church. He's the saving grace in this church. He's the one that can save you, change you. He saved me, and then I realized that I'm saved. He kept me. Can somebody say today, they testify, they're glad they're alive because what you used to do should have killed you. Where you used to go and the things you used to do should have took you out. You should be locked up today in a prison or an insane asylum, but you, by God's grace, were saved. Guess what for? You were saved to serve. God called me to Caney Creek to serve. Serve, not to be the head preacher. The, when they start calling me senior pastor, I say, what's that? I'm just here to serve. It's just a title, but I don't need the title to serve. Matter of fact, I don't need to be called pastor to serve. See, I was serving long before they called me pastor. I was showing up with my 1950 Oldsmobile Rocket 88, and I was going to little country churches, and I was preaching whoever let me preach long before I had a title. I was preaching for chicken dinners. I was preaching for no money at all. I was preaching because I was called to serve. I remember preaching one time and this guy ran outside and he handed me a puppy. He said, here, man, it's all we got. <laughs> Boy, Mary was mad as a mud. I come home with that dog. I said, where would you get it? Man, the Lord gave it to me. I just, <laughs> she said, the Lord going to give it to somebody else. I'm finding a new home. I remember one time I was at a church and I was serving this lady. She said, I don't like the way you preach. I said, how do you do it? She said, I don't. I said, well, I like my way better than yours. <laughs> I was called to serve. I was saved to serve. I was born to serve. See, we're created to serve. We're saved to serve. We're called to serve. 
What's a calling? Many are called, but few are chosen. You're called. The moment that God tugs on your heart to get on believers, to, to get a part of this mission hope, to grab an idea that this is something that I can do. I can rock the babies in the nursery. I'm good, Grandma. I can teach. I'm pretty good at teaching. I, I can teach. I'm a great assistant. I, I'm not much on getting up and preaching or speaking, but boy, I'm a great assistant. I can mow the grass. I can build the building. See, the moment God tugs on your heart, then that means you're called. What an awesome phone call that is. Somebody grab that for a minute. That you get a call in your heart to your ear. It says, hey, you're supposed to serve. You should be a part of that. You know what stops us from serving? Us. God don't stop us from serving. We come up with excuses why we can't serve. We come up with, with reasons why we don't help homeless people. We come up with reasons why we can't uh, participate in giving and, and, and participating in the idea of, of servanthood. But you have to grab why you're here. And I outlined this for you. you. We were created to serve. We are saved to serve. And then we're called to serve. And then watch this. We're gifted to serve. We're gifted to serve. I promise you, I do not like to go to the hospital. I don't. Keep Miss Augusta in your prayers, guys. She's in the hospital. I, 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 was, I was called to be a pastor, but I don't think the Lord meant the hospital. But I have to go to the hospital because of the calling on my life. But I do not like to go to the hospital. I'm just throwing it out there. If you want me to be your pastor, you go in the hospital. I'm going to check on you, but I'm going to get out of there as fast as I can. Just letting you know. <laughs> Granny, am I telling the truth? I'm going to shake your hand, kiss you, pray over you. I'm going to anoint my lips and I'm going to get gone. I'm like Dalton. I want. Let me tell you, when I walk in the hospital, I start praying. Dear Heavenly Father, don't let me leave with something I didn't come with. I'm just being real with you. I don't, if you like to go to the hospital, then you're called to go to the hospital. That's why I have a care pastor. They care. They go. That's why I have Miss Biggs, Brother Joe. They'll sit with you all day and all night. There are some others that'll go and they'll knit. I don't knit. I do not knit. They do crossword puzzles. I can't spell. They'll bake things and sit there and eat with you. No, my food's exposed. I got to get out of here. I don't like it. But because of the calling, I have to go. But there are some called to do that. And they do it well. I got a vision how I want things. I kind of relay that vision to some men on our Holy Hammers ministry. And they make it happen. But they know every time I touch something, it breaks. <laughs> or if I get in a real big hurry, we skip some steps. That's why it's important to go to the guy who's called to build. The guy who's called to work the cattle. The guy who's called what an awesome opportunity when you get that call. Are you serving today? What's God been asking of you? What's the requirement? You know. <coughs> then we're commanded to serve. Then our service is needed. We're commanded to serve. We're commanded. Thank you, sir. We're commanded to serve. And our service is needed. We're commanded to serve. It's in the Bible. I'm going to tell you in just a minute. 
He told his disciples to serve. So if he told the 12, hey, get out there and serve. And if you want to be first, you got to be last. The least of you will be the greatest of you. You're commanded to serve. So if you sit here like this on your hands and you don't do nothing, you're breaking a commandment. You're breaking a command. You're, you're, you're breaking one of God's commandments. He commands you to serve. He wants you to serve. He knows how valuable you are because he created you. He knows how important you are for the kingdom that he needs you to get up and go do something what you're called to do. We're commanded to serve. Our service is needed. And the last reason is because we serve because Jesus came to serve. He came to seek and save those which were lost. He didn't just come to do a bunch of miracles. He came to save a guy like me and a guy like you. A girl like these girls and a girl like you. He came to seek and save those who were lost. That's service. Can I grab this idea? I'm echoing way too much. Can I grab this idea that, that, that right now, right now, can I grab this idea that, that he left heaven, a perfect place to come to an imperfect world for you? That's the greatest service of all time. <clears throat> Paul says, and uh, Paul says in the word, he says, Paul says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as you work for the Lord, not for men. Colossians 3.23. You know, in many cases in America, service is a lost art. <laughs> you don't get much customer service anymore. In America, customer service is almost gone. I'm going to say this. How many can be honest today that the people are not being taught to be servants? At the restaurants, at the department stores, over the phone. Now you don't even know what country you're talking to anymore. Hello? I'd be messing with them too, boy. They'd be tripping out in my office, in my house. My wife says, shut up, boy. Hang the phone up. I said, what do you say? 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 Oh, no, we don't need a home security system, but God bless you anyway. Have a good day. People are not trained to serve. They don't connect anymore. They don't get the one-on-one -on -one aspect. I was so blessed the other day when we started UCB, the ultimate Christian bull riding. I needed to get the guy's shirts made. I needed to get the shirts bought. I found a couple of ladies at JC, I think I was at JC Penney's in the, in the Woodlands Mall, or the uh, Humble Mall. I found a couple of ladies who wound up helping me, and they gave me $35 shirts for $5 to $7 a piece. They went out of their way to strip the racks and the sales rack to get what I needed. And I'm telling you something, it was just incredible because I haven't had that kind of service where people go out of your way anymore in a long time. The kind of service that we see a lot of times is the inconvenience, sir. Oh, I'd like some more tea. Well, I'll get you in a minute. Can you, can you check this out for me? Well, when we can. You know, it's funny. You give people your money and the people don't give you the service like they used to in 1950, 60, 70, 80. Things have turned around. Things have changed. I wish I was from that generation where I knew how to do more because I have to pay for bad service more than I'd pay for good service. Can we agree to that today? 
But that's not a biblical principle, and that's not an excuse. And if you run a business, if you run a company, if, you're, if you work for somebody, you should do everything as, as you do unto the Lord. As Colossians 3 says, do everything as you do unto the Lord. So if you work and your boss is a jerk, you're to be nice to him because God would be nice to him. If you're working on a person's house and you can't ever please them, no matter what you do, it's never good enough. You just say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to bite my tongue here and I'm going to give them the best service I can, Lord, because you came from heaven down from me that I might reflect that light out of me into that dark place, help that homeless person, be with that student in need, stop on the side of the road and take somebody to the gas station that ran out of gas. We don't do that anymore because we live in fear. We live in fear. You know, service is a lost art in many cases in America. Many people who have jobs and work in certain businesses really don't have the spirit of service. One time we left out of here, had to go to a restaurant late in the evening, and we were all hungry. We'd been roping. It was about 1130. And somebody said, you want to go to IHOP? And I said, no, but there's another little restaurant down the road. I said, why don't we try that? Now, my wife told me I can't name drop anymore because we're live streaming. It might get back to folks. So I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to drop any names, but we went to a restaurant down the road. They were about to shut down. We walked in 25 deep. Can I say this? If you walk in a restaurant that I own and you walk in 25 deep, I'm going cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Because that's the way I'm programmed. If you show up to buy a car and we're about to close and I know you want one, we're going to stay open. So it's a cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be blessed because I'm going to stay and I'm going to serve. I'm teaching you stuff that's just a mindset. Most people today, it's 6 o'clock, we're out of here. I, 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 we're fixing to close. I don't want your business. Where's the service anymore? Where's the service anymore? We walked into that restaurant, and the buffet was about to shut down. We all ordered buffet. It was $11.50 a person. They didn't want to make any more food. Well, we weren't leaving until we ate because we just paid $11.50. And now you just want to give us some hush puppies and some fries, and we're out. No. Cook up, guys. We were very nice. We waited for them to cook some more food. We, but the attitude just stunk. The attitude just stunk. We had enjoyed our fellowship. We were on a high. We just got through doing God's work. And now we come over here and the people's attitude just stunk. And the owner was the worst one. The owner was the worst one because I guess he had something more important than making money that night to do. If he'd have just said, hey, guys, we're shut down, we'd have to went somewhere else. But he took our money, but he didn't want to give us any service. Finally, there were some things took place, and some people were talking about it and asking him questions, and he just kept getting more offended. Finally, we decided, you know what, let's just eat what we got, and let's get out of here. We went to pay. Now, I'm going to tell you, I told you a while ago, there's a lot more Augustus McRae in me than Billy Graham. We went to pay, and Mary paid. I trained her. <laughs> just kidding, that's for free. I didn't have any money. She had it on my wallet or had my money. So she went to pay, and she put her money in his hand and said, thank you all so much. And he slammed that money down on that counter. And before I could think, I grabbed him by his hand, and I pulled him across that counter, and I said, you ain't going to discredit my wife, boy. I did. I, I mean, church members around me, people around me. I just snatched him up so fast. It reminded me of Augustus McRae and Lonesome Dove. When him and Carl went into that bar 
and he wanted something to drink, and the bartender was ugly to him, and he grabbed him by the head and smashed his head up on that deal, and he said, now get us two glasses, please. Sometimes I think there's more Augustus in me, but I really think there's a lost art, and it's called we lost the art of serving. We don't know how to serve. We don't know what it takes and is required. Because see, in order to serve and be served, you have to be a servant. God called us all to be servants. you got to grab that right now. Listen to me. As I watched that movie over and over again, Lonesome Dove. Anybody ever seen that movie? Over and over again, I, that's the way my mindset come. You ought not do rude behavior to women. You ought not do re- rude behavior to people. You ought to pay for some of that rude behavior, I think, sometimes. But the more I get saved, I am saved, the more I get closer to God, I know I have to turn the other cheek and do different things than I used to do. But in my heart this morning, I played those videos because I want you to know that you were created by God to serve. You were created by God to give. You were required by God, you were commanded by God to serve. Jesus says in the passage of Scripture that we're fixing to read, Matthew 20, 25, got my Bible? The way to promotion, the way to promotion is to be a servant. Do we not live in a generation, guys, that wants it all right now? Do we not live in a generation they want your house, they want your car, they don't want to put in the 20 years you put in. Uh, they want to be the plumber, but they don't want to put in all those years when you was doing it for nothing. They want what you got. They ain't willing to sacrifice it, but they want what. Listen, it takes being a servant to be raised up. Let me say this, if, I, if you work for me, if you work for me, whether it's for $10 or $50 or $150, then you ought to do the work that's required of you to do it. You ought to do it as a servant who is doing it unto the Lord. Because when you get me, you get a servant who's doing it as he's undoing it unto the Lord. Because I'll go to the hospital when I want to go to. I'll stay late if I have to stay late. I'll work around your schedule to counsel you and try to keep your marriages together. And I'm not bragging on me. Don't get it twisted. I'm bragging on God. He's made me a servant. God wants to make you a servant this morning. Because, see, you don't have to stand in here and act like you're all... You don't have to stand in here and act like you're all high and mighty because you've reached some status in your little mind because we're all saved and sinners saved by grace. And then we're called to serve and be served. And I want to read this to you. And this is what the Lord says. Matthew, Matthew 20, 25 says this. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. And their high officials exercise authorities over them. And this is what the Lord says. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you, must become a servant. (laughs) If you want promotions in your life, you first got to be a servant. If you want reward in your life, you first got to be a servant. How many have ever hired somebody and they got all this talent in the world, but they're not a servant? They got all the talent, all the skills, they got all the requirements, but they think so much highly of themselves that you can never see past that because they're so stuck on themselves. You know, God requires us to be a servant. 
to stay focused on Him and to be a servant. Our reward comes from bowing down and saying, God, I know that you rewarded me. Because see, discover you, find your passion, life, purpose, and take action. The action that you and I are required to take is to be a servant. Because the Lord says this, Jesus called them together. You know that the rulers, Gentiles, Lord over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whatsoever wants you to become great amongst you, you must be a servant. What is he saying? Is he saying that with unbelievers, that those are have authority, Lord over people? I would say that in this world, there are people with some authority and they try to rule over people and make people's life hell. Somebody got a boss like that today? Don't raise your hand. We're on TV. You might not have a job tomorrow. Fool around with me. Maybe you're that kind of boss. Maybe you're that kind of husband. Maybe you're that kind of ministry leader. Maybe you're that kind of wife. Maybe you're that kind of parent. Maybe you're that kind of neighbor. You rule over people with authority like you got so great somehow. The Bible says if you want to be first, you got to be last. I love the servants around me because they'll back up. When we're doing dinner on the grounds, they'll back up and let people just come on, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I got one guy in the church. I, I, I thought he was being a servant. He just gets the biggest tray and he just cleans up all the leftovers. Joe Biggs, you know what I'm talking about. You. No, I'm just kidding. He will move out of the way. He will move out of the way. Others will move out of the way to make sure that somebody goes before them. They go before them. Make sure that they're taking care of Some of the people go out of the way to hold open that door for you. To make sure that you're first. Some people will get up and get out of their seat. That's hard. That's hard to be a servant. No, it ain't. It becomes a lifestyle. When you know all that God does for you. See, I don't think you've hit this altar enough to say, God, thank you for all that you've done for me. Thank you, God, for all that you've done for me. See, I don't think you've really appreciated the fact that you can see this morning. That you can walk. Me and Mary was talking about Miss Danny in the back of the church and just her heart. See, she's, she's, she's confined to that wheelchair, but not her spirit. She's a servant. She's a light. She's bright. She's in this world. Some of us can't sing, but you know what? We can do other things. You know, I, I want to give you this, and I'm done. Listen, what is he saying here? He's saying that with unbelievers, those who have authority lord it over people. Those who have authority put great uh, uh, importance on ruling over people. But he's saying this is not going to be what makes you great. Well, what's going to make me great? What's going to make me a great disciple? If you keep reading, if you keep reading, he says this in verse 27 and 28. And, whatso and whosoever wants to be first amongst you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. You know what that means? You know what the word minister means? Anybody know what the word minister means? I, I, I want to give you this this morning. I'm done. It means to serve. Does that mean I got to preach? No, the word minister means to serve. That's what it means. Yes, that includes preaching, but it also includes playing the piano, 
pushing a cow out of gate, helping a homeless man. You know, when you help out a homeless person, you're ministering to them. You know, when you teach a Sunday school class, when you go check on someone in the hospital, when you turn the other cheek, when the Lord knows that ain't even your DNA, you're ministering to them. The word minister means servant. You say, well, does that mean to preach? Well, in some cases. But it means to serve. The Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life for ransom for many. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, to give His life for ransom. I've been impacted by great teachers who are great servants. My life is forever changed by the great teachers in my life who are great servants. I want to encourage this church to get in the mindset of being a servant. And I believe that this church is already incredible. It's great in that idea. But maybe you're here and it's your first time. You say, Brother Mark, I come, I need some help. Listen to me. God is your help. God is here to serve you. God is here to fix you. God is here to replace things in your life that caused you to get to the spot you're at today. The word minister means to serve. Great physicians, they serve their patients. Huh? Would we agree with that? Great physicians... They serve their patients. I think I look pretty good today. But I got a great physician who looked me in my eyes and said, Brother, you're about to die if you don't lose some weight. Let me help you. I want to help you. You know what she did by helping me? She held me accountable. She spoke the truth to me. She was a great teacher. She gave me some stuff to eat. She gave me some stuff to take. I was paranoid about all of it. But she was such a great teacher that I thought, well, you know what? I can't tell the church to be healthy if I'm unhealthy. So I began to change some things. You know, I bought me a little weight thing, start doing some curling. Don't make me do a gus on you. <laughs> I don't know where I get all that. It just comes to me. I'm trying to build up my strength. I want to be like Earl. I want to be 91. I want to be serving God. I want to be in church. I want to be in my spot. I want to live as long as God wants me to live. So if that means taking things out of my life, like tobacco, alcohol, drugs, maybe there's some in the church today who are addicted to painkillers. Maybe there's some here today that's addicted to things and you know that God has pressed on you trust him he came to seek and save those which were lost those that were hurting maybe you're addicted to something that is no good for you change that this morning you say you're meddling now no great physicians great teachers they tell you the truth I saw a guy the other day and he was I went to get me some Chinese food that's something new in my life too I usually don't eat anything I can't spell I don't. I usually don't eat anything unless I can dissect it. 
I seen I in there. But I like Chinese food. But let me tell you where I like it the most from. I like it from the mall. Because I like those little guys that stand out there with the little, little toothpicks in there. They, you try, you try, you try. I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get halfway full. I, I usually get a one meat plate there because I go through and get my first meat. But I like that. I like to go there. I like, I like the idea. Well, while I was there, there was a guy in front of me, and he was carrying an oxygen bottle. And he was toting his oxygen bottle. And he wound up sitting right next to me. And I could just tell the way that he was breathing in and out, breathing in and out, breathing in and out. I said, sir, I'm about to pray over my meal. Do you mind if I pray for you? He said, man, I'd greatly appreciate it. I said, how long have you been on that bottle? He said, I've been on this bottle for five years now. He said, he said, I don't go anywhere without I can't even live without it. I said, I believe you can. Because I believe in God is in the restoration business. He said, you know, I thought so too. And I tried to quit cigarettes. But I'm still smoking these darn things. And he's got a bottle here, and he's still smoking these darn things. I said, how bad is your want to live? How bad is your want to live? He said, get on with your prayer. <laughs> no, he didn't say that, but I know that's what he was thinking. <laughs> I know that's what he was thinking. But what I really wanted to press in his idea that God will fix that, but you have to trust him. And it's not just smoking. It's not just drugs. It's a whole idea, a whole mindset that we were created for more. And if we're created for more, then we have to adopt a mindset to take care of ourselves so that we can do all those things. I prayed for him, and, and I ate my Chinese food. And you know they charged me 99 cents for an egg roll, and I was sitting there, I was running that through my mind. Why didn't I get the egg roll for free? And he leaned over, and he touched my arm. And he said, thank you. It was God touching my arm, sisters and brothers. For listening to him when I prayed over him and asked God to fill his lungs up with fresh air. To restore the days that the locust has took from us. For when we needed a crutch, we don't need that crutch anymore because we have Jesus. You see, because I had so many crutches. Some of you have had so many crutches. But you know that he came to seek and save those which were lost, which were hurting. That doctor of mine, when I walk in, I walk in, I look good. She tells me, too, you look good. Makes me want to stay that way. Makes me want to drink more water. Makes me want to exercise a little more. And then I adopted a mindset, well, maybe I'll get to see my grandkids. Then I adopted the mindset, well, you know what? She's right, because she's a great teacher. God said that the way to be great in his kingdom is to be a servant. The Bible says that servanthood comes before success. I believe you want to be successful today. You first have to be a servant. And I believe to be a servant, I believe in all my heart for you to be a servant. 
You don't have to be successful financially. I believe with where you are in your walk with Christ, it don't matter. It's tomorrow that counts. I believe that, you know what you say, Brother Mark, well, I've always been addicted. Well, today, if you come and say, Pastor Mark, I don't want to be addicted no more. I want to be a servant. You say, Brother Mark, I, I, I've always been negative. I've always been a complainer. I've always been someone who felt like I was, I was to be served. I want to change that about me. Come to this altar right now. Granny, would you play something on that keyboard real quick? I just need Granny to play something on that keyboard. I think we're in this world that people right now need a great teacher, a great physician, a great helpmate. People need Jesus right now more than ever. You say, Brother Mark, I, I know that I have a purpose and I want to serve. Well, come to this altar and let's pray about it. Come right now. If you want to pray, come right now. I know that God needs your help. He said the work is plentiful and the laborers are few. Stand with me this morning so that people can get out and not feel uncomfortable. I built this altar big so that there would be room for all those that come today and seek out God. The Apostle Paul was torn up, man. The Apostle Paul, he was torn up about going to heaven and being with Christ. But he knew he needed to stay and still teach. I want to praise you, Lord, right now for all those who've taught me how to be a servant. When I watch them give tireless hours, tears, and opportunities, Father, thank you for letting me see them today, Father. Father, propel the mindset of this church. Soar it high, Father, right now, Father. Soar it high with the idea that together we can make a difference in this world. To a mama, a dad, someone in need. Maybe we have clothes right now. Maybe we got a closet full of clothes. And we hadn't cleaned that closet out, but we know that there's somebody that don't have the best clothes to go to work, but you got some good clothes. Why don't you look around and bless somebody today? Why don't you adopt the idea that it's not just today, it's every day. Maybe you got chickens laying eggs. Give those eggs to somebody. Maybe you got an extra car laying around and you know somebody don't have one. You say, hey, Brother Martin, now you're meddling now because that, that's money. Listen, where your heart is, your money will be also. Maybe you got an extra room. Father, teach us today, Father, to be obedient. To be servants, Father, to you. Stand with me, everyone. Stand with me. Father, teach us to be servants today. Serving a lost world. Lord, I give you my heart today. Whatever you require of me, Lord, Father, set me free today to do that. Father, get me out of the way of myself. Somebody say that with me. Lord, get me out of the way of myself. Say that with me, Lord, get me out of the way of myself. That I may make way for you. Lord, I love you and I praise you today. In Jesus' mighty name I pray.
Lord, bless all these that came forward to this altar. That we would love you and we would praise you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give God a praise, amen.